Tuesday, May 12th, 2020. Here we are. If uh, if you know me in the slightest way, you know what today is. And uh, even if you listen to the last episode that dropped a couple days before, you'll you know what this day is, man. This it's crazy. I mean, eleven years. Then came and went. But um, if you don't know, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a backstory of what today is to me, and yeah, we'll we'll take it back to on the same day of the week, back in 2009. Uh, it was a. Uh, it's one of them days I'm pretty sure that nobody wants to to ever face, and I'm sure if, uh, for the people who's been through it before, man, they wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Uh, uh, Tuesday, May 12, 2009, around, I'll say, sometime right after 10 a.m., I think it was like 10.01, uh, my younger brother had called me up and, you know, told me uh, my mom had died, man. Um that time uh she had a uh, have been uh going through breast cancer for on and off for three years at that point because she was first diagnosed with it back in uh august two uh 2006 a little right a little bit right after i graduated high school and she more you know she uh more or less uh was battling it all and off until her death and it's crazy to to think that the day of the you know the day she died this year is on the same day of the week that she died way back in 2009 and with it uh, and just last year the 10th anniversary was on mother's day the irony of that and you know I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more in detail a little bit later but uh i'll, I'll take you back well I even take you back as far as uh, everything that pretty much led up to this day in history 11 years ago. And, yeah, uh, it was a little bit after we had, uh, not we, I'm saying we, like it was just more. It was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit after I graduated high school in 2006 when we first uh, found out about my mama having breast cancer, man. Um was coming off that summer of graduating and I uh, was going into August. She had one of her, her yearly checkups. I think she had a yearly mammogram. I think uh my dad and, and I we had went to Tuscaloosa, you know, took her up there. She my mom didn't really drive like that. So we took her up to Tuscaloosa and, you know, she took up there for her check for a yearly checkup and uh her doctor at the time I think he noticed some uh abno- uh some abno- some ag- abnormal damn I'm, I'm getting choked t- tongue tied <laughs> some abnormal showings in her her mammogram and I think they sent the letter and and it you know they did some more tests and did some checks and I think she was showing signs that she was uh going through breast cancer the first time that was uh in august 2006 so not that was either july going into august so in august she had a had a first i want to say she had a outpatient surgery in um in august i guess to remove like one of the a, a, one of those small lumps or whatnot just to run a test and see, you know, to see if it was cancerous or not. So I want to say after that, a month later, uh, September came around and it came back as cancer and they asked her, did they, did she want to save her breast or did she just want to go ahead and, and get it removed? Uh, my mom was, was that, uh, was that person that I uh, just, it seems like she really didn't have, much fear if she did she damn sure didn't show it so she went on and had it removed and that was in september so i want to say yeah yeah going in september somewhere around that time frame 
she had it removed and you know she did a chemotherapy and then she did radiation on that so it was uh going into 2007 she you know finished up that first round and her hair was you know she her hair fell out because of all the treatments and stuff and then she started you know her hair started to grow back and you know she was just starting to adjust to life out you, you know after getting you know you know going through that the first time she dealt with a little bit of weight loss and all the nastiness that comes with chemo and I'm pretty sure if anybody out there that's listening that has either been through it or know somebody who's went through chemotherapy and radiation man they they know what that mess do, it does to people man it's it's no joke I wouldn't wish that upon anybody and I'll keep it as that for right now and moving forward so 2007 comes and goes you know I was dealing dealing with my own personal things trying to find my way in life at that time and slowly started rolling into 2008 and you know she got a notification that uh she's gonna have to go through it again with her other breath so at that time she went on and got the other one removed and was back to square one with with uh radiation and chemotherapy and all that stuff and at that time I had uh lost the the job that I had at that time working at one of those um suppliers for one of the car plants around the area and I was working through a temp service at the time so I got I got a yeah they let me go from that one and I wasn't able to find another little temp job at that time and that was the end of 2007 going into 2008 so once again, I was there all the way through with my mom the second time around, you know, pretty much taking her up there to her treatments and everything from from that point on. And up until she pretty much made it through her last day of radiation and everything like that. And that was in 2000, late 2008, probably going into 2009 when that happened. And at that time late 2008 i mean i i was having a hard time finding a job nothing was really hiring and then you know that's when that recession went on when uh the housing market crashed and i mean just everything pretty much crashed during you know right around 2008 election time and sitting here thinking about it now the seems like we're living through that all over again i um, <laughs> Markings and stuff and crash now in 2020 with an election year. All this stuff happening on the same day. Well, no, nah, that's 2000. Anyways, that's enough about that, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, 2000, you know, 2009 roll around. No, nah, late 2008 when my mom was getting ready to go to her last treatments, I had made the conscious decision to go ahead and go into the Air Force because nothing around here at the time was hiring i was tired of sitting around not doing anything and my mom's disability didn't kick in just yet and she didn't want to go back to working and doing what she was doing and i couldn't blame her so i wanted to at least do you know do something to try to help out that's the reason that's the that's the only i ain't gonna say that's the only that's 95 percent of the reason why i went to the air force so um but at first i was thinking about the army but man my homeboy Man, we go back since Head Start days, and yeah, he'd been in the Army ever since we graduated high school in 06, man, and I talked to him. He was like, man, uh-uh, you probably don't want to do the Army, if anything. You would be better off going Air Force. So, Brett, I took your advice when you gave me that way back then, and I didn't regret it. So, I started the process of going through the milit- uh, doing, going through MEPS and everything after my mom was out of her second you know, out of, out of that second round, and I thought she was going to be cancer-free at that point. And I went off to the military because um, the uh, same days of the year, I would say the same, same thing happened in 09 as it did this year. Um, April 10th, 2009, that was, uh, that was Good Friday that year, and that's when they had my going-away party. 
April 12th was Easter Sunday that year, and it was Easter Sunday this year in 2020. And uh, April 13th was the day they dropped me off at the recruiter's office. That was the last time I got the hug, my mom. And, well, at that time, I didn't know. So that was the last time. I mean, that was the last time I seen her moving around in good health to, you know, well, I'll say good health to my knowledge. So we'll fast forward going into, uh, I want to say May 3rd. Yeah, May 3rd, 2009. It was my third week of basic training. I want yeah, third week. I got a phone call. I was able to call home and I talked to my younger brother for a hot second. I hollered at my mom for a split second, and then I know my younger brother told me she wasn't feeling good. I didn't want to work, you know, I didn't worry or think about it too much because I probably just thought it was like a cold or something like that. So, when I was third, yeah. Anyway, no, 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 it was the fourth. It was the fourth because um, two days later on the sixth, yeah, yeah, two days later on the sixth, uh, I had got a call. By my um, by my TI, he um, told me that I need to get in contact with my brother. He's told me my brother called me down there, so they, my younger brother, man, shout out to him. He didn't know the quite the procedures of how to how to get in contact when about a family emergency. So they called down to CQ, and my younger brother went off on him because he thought, well, their job, uh, more or less, their jobs would be kind of. Yeah, be hard on people, be an asshole, prick, whatever. So he went off because he thought that they were, they thought that he was joking. So that my mom had got to the point where they put up in the hospice and she didn't have that much longer left. So I, I had grabbed um, one of the guys I was at basic with, uh, doggone Jackson. I wish I, wherever you at, man, if you at, Somehow, some way, find a way and listen to this, man. I appreciate you for going down there with me to to the payphones that day. So, um, got down there to the payphone, started making phone calls. I got in touch with my younger brother, I want to say, or my dad. And the reception on the phones was crappy, so I could barely hear anything. So... I pretty much got the word that, you know, they wasn't giving her that much longer. I think um, they was expecting about, what, two weeks at the most. But I could really couldn't really tell at that time because of the phone signal. So fast uh, fast forward a couple days later. That was on a Tuesday. So um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting everything mixed up. Let me look at the calendar so I can get the days exactly right. Because I pretty much knew that like the days of the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was right. I was right. The the third was the day that we made the phone call. The fifth, that Tuesday was the fifth. So two two days after that, on the eighth, they got in contact with me again, saying if I wanted to if I wanted to come home and see her, it, it probably wouldn't be a you, you might want to do that. So that was um, Thursday. May 7th, so, you know, I got fitted for my, for my, you know, my service uniform to fly back home on emergency leave and everything, Uh, I think I got fitted for that, like, on that Friday, because I flew out early Saturday morning, like, yeah, and that was on the 9th, I flew back home, I had got to the hospice, and, well, up in Tuscaloosa, I flew into Birmingham. My folks picked me up and took me into Tuscaloosa. And, you know, I got to see her. And it wasn't, yeah, at that point, it wasn't looking good. Because when they checked in, she was able to at least talk and everything by then. But at that, by the time that rolled around, she was pretty much bedridden. She couldn't really talk, but she was coherent. She did at least know who everybody was, even though she couldn't say much. And... Yeah, I can tell she was in pain too. And one, well, I'll talk about that. What what I took from that day when I seen her, like one of the things I 
you know, remember from that day. So, you know, um, the next day was that Sunday. It was um, May 10th. That was Mother's Day that year. And, this, you know, this year Mother's Day was on the 10th too. So, you know, uh, I went to church. And then after that, I went back up there to spend some time with her. And then, uh, yeah. And then the next day was um, May 11th, a Monday. And I got and I stayed up there and I spent the night with her. She pretty much, that, that whole day where I pretty much remember was her groans and you know she was she pretty much just just slept the day away and I stayed the night up there with her and then I remember my grandma her mom I, I stayed in the room with her and you know because I was getting ready to fly back out that Tuesday you know the the next day because I was going to go back and continue on with basic training and you know to, to finish up or whatnot my grandma she and um and one of her sisters she stayed she stayed at the hospital, but she stayed on the outside, on the, on the, on the other outside room. So I spent the night with her in that room. Uh, and then the next day I woke, uh, woke up, uh, my younger brother had swapped out with me and then, uh, I drove home down into where my dad was at and I was getting ready to take a bath and I was going to get ready to go back to go and catch my flight and go back to Texas. Cause my dad had asked me, was I sure to myself what I wanted to do? And yeah, I was, I was pretty much sure because I pretty much knew that's, I was going to say, that's what I went there to do. And then besides, I was doing it for my mom and it was mainly for her in any way. So she wouldn't, she didn't want me to, she wouldn't want me to stay around there anyway and just, just feel sorry, you know, just feel sorry for myself and then feeling sorry for her. So no sooner I was getting ready to make that decision. That's when my younger brother called me and told me that's when she had died. So I changed my mind pretty quick. I was like, uh, I'm, st- I'm, I'm going to stay for the funeral. So I had called my leadership and whatnot, and we stayed there. That was, um, that, was that Tuesday, uh, May 12th, and it was around 10.01 a.m. So stayed there. We did what we had to do. We planned for the funeral. Her funeral was uh, May 16th, a uh, day I never forget. Um I, I, I never forget I'll never forget everything that led up to it man uh was up at the church um was on the front row got doggone doggone preacher over there hackling the doggone funeral uh director I wanted to put hands on him I over there mumbling stuff on mumble under my breath I was like oh god not this shit again and then my grandma was to the left. My dad was to the right of me. I think they both looked at me. I don't think they was expecting me. I was just mumbling like, oh, I thought I said that. I didn't, I was saying, I wasn't really trying to let them hear that. <laughs> oh, boy. they. I think they was caught off guard. I was like, oh, oh man, I, I, I didn't mean to say that that loud. But uh, anyways, the, the funeral director put that put him in his place everything else went on without a hitch uh we um uh we uh they you know loaded up in a hearse and uh we uh rode down to where my mom was originally from because they had the funeral at the church that where i pretty much grew up at was basically right right beside my house so it was in walking distance and uh yeah, and after that, uh, we rode down, rode to where she was from, probably about a good, uh, probably about twenty mile ride from uh, where was it? She was out there. She's, uh, I think she's buried right beside her granddad, my great granddad. So, you know, she was pretty much yeah, that's where she was born and raised at. So. As my dad said, he remembered her saying, like, when it was time for her to go, she wanted to go back. She want, uh, she wanted my dad to take her back where he, uh, where he found her. So we, pre, that's pretty much what he did. So that pretty much was that. And then a few little small things, like the, like the day before the funeral. Uh, I remember up at my uncle's house. God rest his soul too, man. We was up there having a good time, me and my brothers, and then. Uh, and shout out to his classmates that actually came out there and supported my brother at the time, man. 
It was good. Uh, I was about to say, it's still a good feeling to know that you do have friends or whatnot that'll be willing to show up for you at a time like that. So, uh, we was up at my uncle's house joking around, you know, the day before about a whole bunch of, like, random stuff, man. It was it was a good time. And even after the funeral, you know, it was a good, little bit of a good time. But I didn't get to really stay and hang out with my family and stuff like I wanted to because the very next day I got back on that plane, I... Went on back to San Antonio, uh, went back to Lackland, finished up basic, like uh, pretty much nothing happened. Um, and it was fitting that a month later, exactly on June 12th, it was on a Friday, I graduated basic training a month after she died. And when I got to, uh, I, after I graduated, I got held back a week, so I didn't get to start fire school like right when I was supposed to, but I only got held back like a few days. So I got down to Texas uh, for, uh Good fellow down there in San Angelo. Got out there for about, yeah, it was I think I was out there for like a week before I started classes. Started classes on on uh, June 30th, and that was my uncle's birthday that I was just mentioning about who was whose house was up at, uh, you know, the day before my mom's funeral. So started started that uh, started class on that day, and then what really kept me going was uh knowing that the fact that my graduation date was on October 5th and if you know my mom her birthday is October 6th so I used that as my motivation was like that's gonna be my graduation present to her I was like come hell or high water I was gonna graduate I was gonna graduate firefighting school that on on that day and uh sure enough and it really was hell in high water because um, I learned so much about myself that I never knew I had in me because it was time, like, if you talk to anybody that remember me from tech school, it got to a point to where I had, uh, when we originally did Firefighters PT, and uh, if you listen to my episode when I was talking to my buddy Neville about that, Google firefighter. I want y'all to not Google. Go on YouTube and look up Air Force Firefighter PT, and you'll know what I'm talking about from here. So went through that the very first time I quit. So I, I didn't even finish. So I had to do remedial PT. At that point, it got to a point within fire school where my both of my quads were just shot. They were so sore that they didn't have any time to recover. I was both uh, i was walking with a heavy limp both legs was so shot that i could barely walk i can almost forget about running man i was running on fumes but it it, it that graduation date of before my mom you know the day before my mom's birthday october 5th meant the world to me so at that time you know i went through firefighters pt i had to do it like when we did it for the eval I did finish, but I didn't finish in, uh, with the time. So if I would have, you know, failed it the second time, I would have got pushed back a couple weeks. And at that point, it I, I had nothing to lose because they was asking me, Franklin, do you want to go to the doctor? Do you want to see a doctor? No, I I thought about it and I, j- I didn't. I just ran with it from there because at that point I had nothing to lose. So, I did it. I passed. I I will never forget the support that the guys gave me when I went through that. And I remember when I crossed that line, finish line on the last part of that course, I went down to both knees and looked up. It was, it was a feeling I would never forget. And I think looking looking at that back back then, I was thinking to myself if she would have still been alive I think she would have probably been surprised at what I could do but as I got older I really realized that no she she my mom would have knew she already knew what I could what I'd have been capable of so that was just me being shocked at what I was able to do and that was like the first taste I ever had of knowing like of the physical and mental toughness that I ever had was because of that so Needless to say, I made it from that point. Like, when I went down to that knee, I couldn't even get back up on my own power. That's just how beat to shit I was at that point. And they helped me up. And then, 
I eventually, you know, graduated on May, not May, damn, dang it, October 5th, and I flew back home on her birthday, so October 6th, that was my first time coming back home since the, since the day I flew out from, um, from Alabama and going back to, um, to go back to, uh, you know, basic training, so, so then, and the, it, I was about to say, it didn't, everything about that didn't really come down on me until, until I got to Colorado and everything started slowing down, it, like the, uh, you know, about my mom, you know, I, I mean, I processed, I processed the fact that I knew that she was gone, but it didn't really start bothering me until when I got to Colorado and everything starting to slow down because I was over 1,300 miles from home. I really didn't want to be there, not in Colorado at least. Um, and then just as time went on, I was miserable there. I, except probably like a handful of people, and they pretty much know who they are. They, they uh, It was a handful of good people, but overall – uh, my time was there was miserable. I was ready to go. I had a terrible supervisor, how I felt. And I just felt like, felt like I was living in my own personal hell. Like every time when, um, it felt like when just about May would come around, I'll get over a little bit. October rolled around when my mom's birthday would come. So it seems like I was in a never ending cycle of just really trying to break free of that. And, as time went on, I really learned that I learned a lot from after when when she passed and whatnot because I I, I learned that even you know I've I feel like I accomplished a lot and one of the things I felt like I learned was one of the very first things I learned is like some of the greatest triumphs in your life will come off of uh come off the back of a uh, heartbreak man and uh yeah it 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 definitely come off a heartbreak or one of those situations in life where it really just punches you in the gut and it makes me think about something like like this let everyone at the food with this heart in his hand uh huh Still, he can't quite understand that he's less than a man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Lost somewhere deep in his shell, there's an ember of pride. Uh huh. Watch. How he tries hard to hide that he's dying inside. Uh-huh.
because man, it's just like it said, and that's man, living a little, laughing a little, just ain't easy, man. And then especially after you, it's really not easy after you've been through something that really just bring you down like that. But at the same time, it's not impossible either. So the reason as time went on, and especially once I left away from Colorado, the more I learned about that situation was that, um, how do I say this? It's, um, I wasn't, the reason I think my mom's death really just got to me at that point was the fact that at that point in my life, I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I wasn't, I, I, I was, and I never had that chance to just like fully just take it all in and take it for what it's worth because it was, it was rough because I was always on the go. I didn't want to be in Colorado. It was, I, I, I absolutely hated the weather. I just, I never knew what hate felt like until I got to that place, like a hate for something. It, I, I never, I, I won't say I hate anybody there, but it was a borderline distaste for a person there. And, and it, it just wasn't right, man. So once I got to leave there and go to Louisiana and I got stationed there for a year, I was able to come back home more often. And then it just, it just clicked one, one day, one day in November, like, like I visited a grave and I was like, I'm, I'm fine with everything. It took me four years to really put everything in perspective. I won't say put it behind you because it'll take it from me. It, You'll never, you'll never be able to, quote unquote, put it behind you and get over it, because that that's just one of them things in life. I don't feel like you'll ever get over it. You'll definitely, you'll learn how to live with it, and if you can come to terms and come to peace with it and can accept it, it can make you a lot stronger. But don't get me wrong, don't. It's been you can tell by how like how I'm sounding right now that it's times where I get choked up. It, it's times where it makes me cry a little bit, but it doesn't control my life in a negative in a negative way anymore. Nobody can ever use this against me, and if anything, it it just drives me and push me to uh, to go stronger, man. Go uh, to, to do even more. Like I'll take it back to uh, teach you. I'll tell you about some of the many things like my mama taught me, man. One of the main things that um, I took from her when she first was going through it. Um, well, I get backstory this too. Like, she gave me this quote right here. She was like, don't ever worry about me. One way or another, I'll be fine. God's got me. She told me that. I was 18 years old when she told me that. And I, I, I was pretty much mama's boy. So, like, I was... I knew my mom liked the back of my hand pretty much. So we was that close. So when she told me that I took it exactly what she told me and I ran with it. I, I didn't once worry about her. It, I was going to say when she went through her surgeries and stuff, I, I, I didn't cry. I was therefore I was supportive. It didn't really bother me. She didn't, she was one of those, she was one of those people like, man, she could be, man, she could have sat there and had a, her leg could have been broke for all I know. Or, or anybody known for that much. She didn't want you sitting there worrying about her, like, like, oh, Lee, you know, are you are, are you all right? No, I let no. She she wasn't like that. Even I was about to, yeah, cause um, cause I didn't I didn't mention like with with the hospice story, cause uh, cause uh, she she fought she fought it to the very end because when I when I got back down there that Saturday um. You know, on the on the ninth of May, like I I remember seeing her. She was at the point where she, you know, she could have just stayed. She could have, you know, just stayed in the bed, and you know, they had the tubes on and everything. I I seen her physically scoot to the side of the bed, start walking towards the bathroom. You know, wheeling her IV and all that. I just had that look in my eyes, like I know she just didn't do this, but at the same time, and I was thinking. I even mumbled to myself, 
Like, uh, mama, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that, but I was looking like, uh, but at the same time inside of me, like, I'm not going to stop you. You do what you got to do. So, so she was over there inching and crawling and willing her way towards the, um, towards the bathroom. One of the nurses seen her, you know, told her that she didn't have to go back to the bathroom. Uh, it was, you know, she could just sit there in the bed, bed to use it, um, she really didn't want any pain medicine and she she could have she she was probably over there rivaling in pain too and she uh whenever nurse come up and uh oh, how you doing miss franklin you fine she she ain't really you know at that point she really probably wasn't talking that much but she she never really talked that much anyway but she was over there she just gave that head nod of mom I'm, I'm, you know i'm fine and she Problems over the pain scale, probably almost probably about an eight or nine or ten. She just ain't. She never was a bother to anybody. To you know, from from what I've known of her, and and you know that might be, because honestly, I think that's probably where I get a lot of that fire and like that that will to keep going myself, even though I know I shouldn't. Probably was because of that. Because I I was about to say I I know it wasn't. It just wasn't it meant to be in the cards or whatnot of uh, me making it there to actually just be there and talk to her. And but you know, seeing that one one last, I was about to say, I ain't gonna say a defiance, but just like seeing her still being able to want to get out and just just get up and still do some under her own will and power instead of just she could have just easily laid there and just just been miserable but it was, it was powerful man it if you could have seen how she was able to scooch over there to the side side of the bed and just start making her way to the bathroom man uh it was powerful man especially now since i'm older and really can understand and appreciate it like she did that all on her own power she didn't have any help like man it was it, it was something else. So, and then she never wanted to be a burden or anybody to worry about it. Cause man, if she was a if, if she knew how to drive, cause like that first like that first month, I don't think that the well, for the people who did knew her, like for that first month, only me and my dad knew that she was even even had any kind of cancer. So, um, my brothers didn't know. Her mom, my grandma didn't know, and like even our closest aunties, like my grandma's sisters, they nobody knew except me and my dad. And she didn't want she didn't want us to. Well, she had to worry about me telling nobody. And then, um, yeah, and she told them, and you know they they was taken back by it. But uh, and I mean, knowing now, like since I got older and I know how she, I can understand how my mom is now that I bet if she knew how to drive and was able to go up there and go and go get the cancer treatments herself that that thing probably wouldn't even told me or my daddy that she because <laughs> she just ain't want she ain't want none of us to worry about her like that man and I can I can understand that and and speaking of that and I think she knew that she I don't know if she truly knew but like I know I was talking to my dad and stuff before like I think she had an idea that that um she didn't have that much longer left like right when I was getting ready to leave because you know she pretty much she pretty much passed like um almost a month after I had left so I already know how I am I would have I would have stayed there with her to the end if she'd have told me so she pretty much just let me, I feel like in a proverbial way of saying she let me free and let me, was able to go spread my wings and fly. So I can't thank her enough for that. And shoot, it's so, so much that I could just sit there and just think about it and just go on about. Like, it's, it's a lot that I could think of for like, even I feel like, the time that I had would have gone up and back and forth from uh, Tuscaloosa a lot when she was going through her cancer treatments and stuff. Just all that time I spent with her, 
it really got us a lot closer with it, and and I was greatly appreciative of that because, ooh, excuse me, because if anything else in my life would have happened, you know, differently, it feels like it would have. I was about to say, yeah, it would have. It would if every that just, it was just that's just one of those things that come to show that why I'm a a believer of every single thing happens to you for a reason because I wasn't able to find another job until I was able to go to the military. And during that gap of time, 98% of the time I was taking her back and forth to her cancer treatments. I was, you know, I had time to hang around around the house to, to joke around and just, just be there with her, man. So I'm, I'm forever grateful for that time. I, That'll be something I'll never forget. It's it was one of and it's also it's also one of the things like man don't don't get me wrong man I would not sit here and say that this is you know it was easy for for me to deal with or or it's because it's not man because it's, it was days where it it dragged me down I but at the end of the day I never had it to where I felt like it was because uh life wasn't fair because it at times it really ain't it was I never really had a moment where I felt like I was questioning God on his decision because how my mama lived and how I got to spend time with I know how she would have felt so I you know I I couldn't I, I never had that moment where I wanted to say that is you know at the beginning, like when everything happened, like it do, I had moments where it feels like, feel like this. If there's a heaven up above, I know she's teaching angels how to love. It's a mean world without you. about it like that even though it do feels like sometimes that the good seems to go go young or why, uh, why they leave soon man I, I, my mom was one of them people I felt like she could have probably been, I could have seen her being around to like where my grandma's at right now my grandma will be 88 this year in November I, I really could have seen I felt like I could have seen my mama living to be at least 80 but it just wasn't in the cars to be that way and and i can i can accept that because that's ultimately it's ultimately not my call and it's out of my control but i'm very i'm very thankful for what i did have with her and a lot i was about to say in on that day in 2009 part of me did die but it gave uh, a lot of me chance to. Uh, it gave me a chance to come alive and just come into my own. To in ways that I felt like I, I never knew I, and I never knew I had. So it's it, it was it was one of those very first life lessons of uh, you never know what you yeah. You never know what you're capable of until you put into a set situation, and then a lot of the biggest things in your life will come triumphs, will come off a heartbreak. So it's not, yeah, it's 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 one of them things, man. It's one is is definitely one of them things. I mean, it's it's just life. Is 
I'm I, I can't I'm, I'm not bitter about it. I can't be mad about it cuz I know she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't want me walking around here like that. She didn't raise me to be like that. Because that thing she, I don't know why I say it like that. But she didn't say much, but if if it was something she was scared of like I I was about to say I I don't from whatever I seen and known, she had little to no fear. She just ain't say much. She never talked much, but what she when she did, it was worth listening to. So she was very friendly. She, man. I, I was about to say, yeah, she she was very very friendly. She was very approachable. But it was few that she ever called a friend. But then again, you know, growing up, I understand why she said that now, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot I can say about her, man. Uh, I wouldn't, I'm pretty sure, I, I know I wouldn't be the man, I can I can only speak for myself, I wouldn't be the man, nearly half of the man that, that I am now if it wasn't, if it wasn't for her and how everything happened and, Honestly, I felt like too because of how it had, you know, because of because of her, you know, you know, when she died, it helped me get become closer to my dad, man. And I feel like I'm a like I would have never thought I'd have been as close as I am now to my dad. And that's another thing I'm I'm very thankful for that he's still alive and and still kicking. And shout out to him for helping me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for teaching me how to do some stuff around the house, like when it comes to uh, drywall and sheetrock and uh, carpentry type stuff, so I can't, I can't, I can't ever forget that. But, but yeah, it's uh, man, it's it's one of them things. And another lesson I felt like it really, it really taught me, like I, I was twenty going on twenty one. I. She was, uh, I was about to say, it taught me another thing that, like, it's, it, 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 I'm trying to think of how, what I wanted to say because it's so much that I learned from her and even after her death, I feel like I learned because of her, that she, you, I was about to say, you pretty much knew where you stood, uh, stood with her. She wasn't. She never was that person that was just over the top of just like just go off on you type mad unless you just really did something wrong to her, or even cuss at you for the cuss you out for the most part because she rarely ever cursed. But you you knew where you stood with her, and after I just learned that a lot of stuff that I really thought that mattered it really didn't matter. But then again, I was in the military too. I turned twenty one a week before I graduated basic. And I felt like I grew up fast after, you know, like right when she died because because of she uh, her dying, man. It it did something to me. It it affects to this day like how I view everything from like stuff to uh, about meaningful things, uh, how how I treat people because like some of the things I was dealing with when I was trying to go through life when I was dealing with that death, man, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, so, and I ain't, man, it's, I'm gonna just be blunt and straight up, it was a shit feeling like how I was feeling some of them days, so that's the reason I don't, I don't really ever go around just giving people, like, a legit hard time and just being a bad person to them, because, man, you never know what half these people went through, because I know for a fact that my mom ain't say much, she she probably could have been having, a bad day, but she was one of the people that could always pretty much keep like a, a, a content look or a smile on her face. And you never knew how she felt unless she talked to you about it. So man, no, and how I was feeling at them time, I didn't want nobody to feel like how I was feeling. So I treated people how I wanted to be treated. And I still do that to this day. And one of the most important things, I'll let you know how I truly feel about you. Cause I don't want anything to happen to me untimely. Whenever it's time, my time for me to go, I don't want anybody to question that how I felt about them. You gonna know, and it'll be no questions about it. And I felt like as well, like just sitting there thinking about her, like it, 
yeah, just just sitting. And then not only that, and it felt like that she really, she just had a careful life, care for the people that that was close to her. And man, it, it shoot. and she felt like she to me she felt like she lived it with no fear because I like I said I really can't think of much that she was scared of. Because it, uh, even the stories I heard from when she was younger that she was a tomboy, I ain't really was scared of much. But, but yeah, she probably didn't have much, little to no fear. But at the same time, she had a respect for her fellow person, and she loved life. And to me, this is part of this this clip. More this is what what makes me think about her. Was loud, but my brother was proud, and my brother made sure that he stood out in the crowd. Yeah, my brother wore glasses, but he saw so clear, and my brother knew God, so he had no fear. No fear of these haters, no fear of these clones. My brother wasn't concerned, and he made that known. Yeah, my brother was spoiled, but my brother was law. Late nights of hard work, me and my brother were tall. Yeah, my brother made me laugh, cause my brother was funny. But you best not ever fuck around with my brother's money Cause my brother would snap And then that's all that she wrote And it's a line under that As my brother would quote Yeah, my brother's a motherfucker If I'm telling the truth But man, he kept it 100 in and out of the booth So when I talk about my brother I smile and I cry Because I know he's watching over me Sitting on high yeah, but yeah, once you listen to that, I'm pretty sure you you can take the brother and replace that with mother and he with her. But you get the point. So, man, it's just it's just it's just crazy to think that last last year as well was ten years since she died, and it was on Mother's Day again because in 2013, the last time her death was the first time. Her death fell on Mother's Day, and I was at a complete rock bottom in my life. I was months away from leaving Colorado, but I was um, I was just miserable. I didn't want to be around the people I worked with. I was working. I was at the same station with that supervisor that I didn't like, and it was it was just miserable. I felt like I just hit the absolute. That was like the absolute lowest point of my life at that point. But one of the things that kept me going is I know she. I know how my mama, she wanted me to be happy regardless, even though I wasn't happy at that point. But she was a strong woman of faith. She wasn't, uh, I was about to say, she wasn't like how most of these church people, uh, church goers, especially the old old Southern ones. But she was, that, that she was strong-willed, man. So I, I, I didn't give up on, on my situation, and I'm glad I didn't, and it helped me get to where I'm at now and where I'm going. So... The main thing I didn't give up on myself in that situation, and I just, and it just, and it just got better. And and just last year was the ten year anniversary, and it fell right back again on Mother's Day, and I was at a complete one eighty in my life, man. I mean, I felt like it was kind of fitting that the ten year anniversary would be on Mother's Day, a day that you 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 know, day to honor all those mothers out there. I mean, don't get me wrong, I honor you know honored and respected every day, but I just I just felt like life I just looked at it like that just it's just it's just like one of those random like one of these random facts of like how everything happened like just like how I can remember the day of the week it happened and then like would it be in 11 years and then you know May 11th was um the day before she died and that was like the that, that was the last day she had the last night that she had on earth and I got to spend the night with her. And there's been times where I felt I now it's there's times why I question why it was me. I mean, not in a bad way, but you know, I just wondered, you know, I asked God a couple of times, like, I felt like why, like why it was me and not saying I wasn't deserving, but you know, it's just one of them things like that. And, and yeah, cause I remember three years ago, back in like 2017 when, uh, yeah, that, that's three years. Yeah, three years ago when, um, hold on, hold on, three, no, four, no, 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 whenever, whenever, yeah, four years ago, I, I apologize, four years ago 
whenever whenever it was four years ago. Um, I know, I know, uh, twenty seventeen wasn't four years ago, but whenever the, the twenty sixteen when the when the uh, fourth and not the fourth, the seventh anniversary of Death rolled around, I feel like man, seven years then came, then came and went, man. I'm a blanket. Next thing I know, it's gonna be ten. You know, last year was ten, and now I'm sitting here at eleven. So. I noticed like when everything first happened, it seemed like it was twice as long because like four years felt like eight, five felt like about 10, not nah, five when it's when I, when it started, everything started to speed up. So man, it's crazy to think that I'm sitting here at 11 years now. I would have never seen my life or just seeing how everything would have happened, would have happened the way it did for where I'm at now. So Man, it's 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 humbling sitting there thinking about it, but I can't do nothing but thank God. I'm I'm just just blessed to just even be here to sit here and just remember and talk about all this stuff. And one of the biggest things I'll leave with you before really getting up out of here, man, like especially to the ones who you know, especially around Mother's Day dealing with um losing their moms or whatnot, like man it's, it's it's all about how you look at it. It's never gonna, it's never gonna, is is I ain't gonna sit there and say never's gonna get harder because it can be harder, but it does get it, with the right mindset. It gets better with time to deal with. Once you find a healthy way of like coping with it and dealing with it, man, and use it as motivation to move forward and do better with your life. Uh, you know, use it as a motivating tool, man. Once you can. You can accept everything. It ain't. A, it won't be a thing that can stop you on the face of the earth, man. It will be nothing. I can. I can speak from that from experience because once I was able to put everything in perspective, like it's it's nothing that can stop me. Because that was like for me, that was like the ultimate pain, and we lived through it, and it made me stronger, man. So. So. I know I can probably sit here and just really go on and talk about my mama all day through and everything I done been through with this, but I'm about to end this right here and think all I pretty much got to say, mom, it ain't a day go by that I really don't think about you. We miss you. We love you. You'll always be remembered. I'll never forget what you've done. We'll never forget what you've done and how you affected our how you affected our lives. Wherever you at, we'll see you again, rather so, uh, later than sooner. But we'll see you again. Till next time, we love you. We miss you, and we'll never forget you. All my friends have gone. So long to them